Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Thanks, everyone. Rockstar, I really like marshmallows. There's a pack of marshmallows in our cupboard at home in the treat cupboard that the kids never get to eat. That's because I eat them. Awesome. What an honor and a privilege to share with you guys today. I absolutely love this house. I love you guys. I love you people. And um, yeah, I'm very aware of the time. I know we've run a little bit longer than usual today. But I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to be as quick as possible with the most impact as possible. So I'm asking to just bear with me a little bit. Okay. Chicken... Sunday chicken's going to be okay. Okay, there are voice rolls that will be on sale outside if your chicken does burn. Okay, awesome. So, um, yeah, that's me. Hi, guys. So, um, I I have had the opportunity to, of being in Hillside for 12 years, and I have the privilege and honor of working here for six years, half of that time. And it's been, it's been an absolutely incredible journey. Absolutely phenomenal. And there are, uh, my heart today is I want to share with you a little bit of my story <clears throat> of being in Hillside. There, I mean, there are so many things that we have done and I've been a part of and that God has done, but I cannot share them all. So this is why I'm asking you to bear with because there's so much goodness. And I, I want to encourage you guys today and, and encourage us to remind us of the goodness of God. Okay, cool. So I, I grew up in, just to give you a context of myself, my parents over there. Put your hands up. Yeah, I'm the fruits of their loins. And... Uh, <laughs> and um, we, I, I grew up in a small mining town called Coltonville. You don't tell many people that. Um, you, you pronounce it Coltonville or Coltonville. And um, it's infamous for its um, mining, sinkholes, and not knowing which province they want to be a part of. <laughs> awesome. And um, growing up there, I didn't get a great understanding of... Christ, like we knew Jesus was a person and he was God's son and that didn't have a great understanding of kingdom. There's a, there's a difference, okay? And um, my understanding of God was that he was this old gray-haired man sitting on a throne who was peeved off with the world because we screwed up and then he had to send his son and he had to kill his son for us. Okay, that was my understanding of God. And at any given moment, I could get run over by a bus or whatever, and I would need to make sure that my plate, my slate was clean. How's that for pressure? How's that for a good father? Hey, not really. Okay. So what's been amazing as, as being a part of Hillside is that my understanding of God has changed just by being in this house. Just by being with these people, marshmallow, (laughs) Um, 
So, ooh, I'm going ahead here. Okay, cool. So there's some pretty foundational things that we, that I didn't, that we, some foundational things that we here at Hillside understand that I had a bad understanding of. And I just wanted to give you an example. So like the prophetic, we thrive in the prophetic here. But my understanding of prophetic was one of two things. Either the crazy old lady who would take any opportunity during worship at any given quiet moment to start screaming and, you know, reciting scripture. Or the, the pastor who would stand up in front, look at you and expose you for your sins and your wrong. That was my understanding of the prophetic. How amazing is it that that is not what the prophetic is? Hey? Awesome. Um, Secondly, healing. Healing I understood as this thing that happened in the Bible and that Jesus did. And that even though we prayed for healing, God was still, he would inflict pain and sickness on us to, to teach us a lesson or punish us. Or, and so, so praying for healing was actually pretty stupid because it's asking God to do to get rid of what he is punishing us with. You get what I'm saying? So that, that, was, that was bad. How many of us know that healing is readily available and we, we can stand in faith for that? Okay, God wants to heal. God does not punish us. He does not inflict pain, sickness, and suffering on us at all. Okay. Thirdly, encounter. Encountering God for me at that stage was... Standing up in front at the altar call when you gave your life to Jesus again, and being slain in the spirit because the pastor pushed you over. Okay, so that that was an encounter with God for me. This was this was my understanding. Okay, so and depending how hard the pastor pastor pushed you is depending how hard you fell on the floor and what how incredible your encounter was. So. Me being me, I was anti-establishment, I hated religion, I hated the control, so I would, when the pastor prays, I lean into him like this. <laughs> I wasn't going to get pushed down. <laughs> that, that, that was my experience of encountering God, but how many of us know that life, our life is a gone encounter? Every second of every day, we are encountering God, and that is what we walk in here. So, yeah, so 12 years ago, we arrived at Hillside. We just walked in here, and we knew that this was home. You, we walked in here and was like, ha, we've arrived. So a couple of weeks, uh, probably, two, I think it was two weeks into being here, I, I met Tyron Akel, who was leading the youth at the time, and I said, Tyron, what do you need me to do? Where do I need to go? How can I help? So there were a couple of things they were doing, but one of the things I remember doing on that particular week is at the, one of the rooms outside next to residency, the prayer room, I, my task was to take a big roll of white paper and plaster the entire room with that paper. I spent the entire day in this, up in the roof, sticking the stuff on the wall, on the floor. It was awful. But... I did it, you know, and I, I, I firmly, like, a tyrant came up to me and he said, like, what is, like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you doing this? And I said, 
Because I found my home, and where my home is, I get, I get stuck in. I do what it takes to make this place work. Yeah. That has been my revelation, or that has been what I carry, I believe. But that is what I believe for every person here, for every person sitting in every seat. We have a part to play in this place. Okay. Awesome. So, um, shortly after that, we... I got to know Tyron and a couple of the guys, and we decided we were going to start a secret society because we were very unsatisfied with how um, passive and um, <laughs> quiet church was, in our opinion. And we started this thing called the Walking Church. How many of you remember being involved in that? Yeah? A few of us. Okay. So we would take, we decided we would take a whole bunch of people down to Durban into the CBD at the city market, and we would preach our little faces off. We would preach and preach, and we would worship. We took down some um, sound equipment, and we literally would set up in the middle of the marketplace, and we would preach the gospel. We would worship. We would find every single Muslim and atheist and person we could find, and we would pray for them to encounter Jesus we were, this is the, I mean, these are the first times we ever stood out in, ask, like, praying for healing. Because we, we saw the scriptures, and we were like, why is this not happening here? You know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heaven is here, heaven is now. And, um, yeah, we had some incredible, incredible times down there, but... The biggest lesson we learned we were, was that instead of, instead of begging God to come and heal us, instead of begging God to do this and do that, we just needed to love people. Instead of trying to cast out all the demons and do this and do that and invade everyone's personal space with our praying hands, we just needed to love people. And that is what we do at Hillside, is we just love. Okay. And um, coming back to heaven is that we, we realized that we were so desperately wanting God to come down and, and save us and save the people. And we didn't realize that heaven is, heaven is not an escape plan. Heaven is, as I said just now, heaven is here, heaven is now. And we carry heaven inside us. Out of our bellies flow living waters. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. As, as the famous man Jesus said. So um, I'm, I'm moving through this very quickly. Hope that's okay. And um, so after the walk in church... Okay, that is my beautiful wife, who is looking after our sick kids, and um, this woman is incredible. If you don't know her, get to know her, okay? She, oh, she, she just holds us together, she, yeah, this is marshmallow. <laughs> um, but I met this incredible woman at, at small groups. We didn't have babies back then. <laughs> we got married first. Um, but we, I remember the moment 
where I was standing, I was, I was sitting in Ashton Katie Tennant's home group, and she walked through the door. And I was like, ooh, I could marry her. And um, that's, that's just my little punt on starting and getting involved in home groups because they are powerful. <laughs> you will find, if you are single, put your hands up. We will put you in a home group, and we will marry you off. <laughs> uh, but, um, <laughs> all, yeah, all jokes aside, home groups are really, really powerful. Um, okay, that's Jesus right there. So, we, we shortly after the walk-in church and whenever that was, we, we decided, the same group of guys plus some others decided, we're going to live in a digs, and we're going to take this Acts community seriously. Okay, little did we know. But we, we, there was uh, two hilltop road is where we were, and we, we got together and scraped all the money we could every month to pay our rent and make our home open to people. And we had the most incredible, beautiful times I have ever experienced just by inviting people into our space and loving on them. And, um, yeah, we didn't sell all our goods and support each other like that. But we, we, we opened our doors to people and we just said, come, come. You know, your, our home is your home. We had incredible creative projects. We pushed out some of the most amazing videos. We grew gardens. We planted gardens. We built, we, we built, rebuilt people's houses. We did a whole lot of stuff. We played computer games until all hours of the morning. We didn't pay our rent. We, all those sorts of things. And um, I think what, I asked God, like, what is it about that season that you, you, wanted, you want to speak to me about and to us about? And I just feel that, you know, we, and we do, we do know this, but I, I know we can learn more, is the value of relationship. Our relationship with each other, our relationship with, with, with God, with Trinity. And um, why is this? Because that man is all about relationship. He is, he is the incarnation, which is God become man. God has forever, I said this a few weeks ago, but God has forever bound himself to humanity through becoming his own creation. Why? Because of relationship. Because of who he is, who God is. And we have to learn to do relationship well. How can we, how can we learn that? Look at the Trinity. That's it. Look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? He loved I know it sounds superficial and cliche, but he loved. And when we learn to love each other, speak truth and love, when we learn to accommodate each other's pain, accommodate each other, when we learn to just just sow into each other's lives, that's 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 all that's all that this is. All it is. It's really, really powerful. So, um, school of ministry. Who remembers school? Who here went to school of ministry? Put your hands up. 
The Kennedys are here. Let's give a hand for them. Yay! Welcome, guys. So quite a few of us, this new school of ministry started in 2012. Um, and in 2013, I started working at school of ministry. But basically, <laughs> when, when, I don't even remember who told me, I think it was Tyron and Hilton told me that we were starting the school. So this would have been in 2011, end of 2011. We started the school, first year of school ran 2012. But when Tyron and, and um, Hilton told me that this was starting, you know, you know when something resonates so deeply inside of you that you just, you like, you know that you know that you know that this is the right thing. And when they told me that, I knew that I knew that I knew that I needed to be there like in that space, working. And I said to God, well, why am I feeling this? I chatted to Brian, and we both felt that God said, I will work there. I will, I will be a part of that school. And that was like my deepest desire. And um, we decided not to tell a single soul about what I was feeling. So only Bronwyn and myself knew. And um, because if this thing was going to happen, it was going to be a God thing. It wasn't going to be me trying to make it happen and, you know, trying to have a word here and a word there. So basically, end of, near the end of 2012, Richard Lawton came to me and he, he had a coffee with me. And he said, well, we've just really been, been uh, talking about you. We'd love for you to come and be a student pastor, pastor the students at school of ministry. Would you be keen? So, very quietly, on the outside, I say yes. On the inside, that's me on the inside. And when I got home, yeah! <laughs> so, um, that was just, that was amazing. Like, just, just that experience, like, God, you know me. You know, and God, you, you're speaking to people without, you know, I didn't make this thing happen. So needless to say, I resigned at my, my job I was at, learning how to finish that season well. Because we have to, wherever we find ourselves at, we've got to do well there and we've got to finish well. And um, I came in and worked at, at school and ministry. It was incredible. We did many amazing ministry trips, stretching ourselves. God just worked in me and through me and with the students, and it was just absolutely incredible just seeing the lives of people being changed. And what I love, and this is me, okay, I, I love seeing people realize their identity. I love to see you guys realize your identity and step into it because that brings freedom. And I love to see you guys stretch yourselves because of your understanding of who Christ made you to be. Okay. That, that's, that's me. If you want to know who I am, that's me. And who are you? You are seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ Jesus. Okay. So a lot of the stuff we do down here and a lot of our thought life and a lot of our actions don't necessarily line up with who Christ made us to be, but I just so deeply love helping you understand that, who you are. Okay. So if you ever want to 
if you want to know who you are, give me a shout. I'll be glad to tell you. Cool. Um, so school ministry closed for a season, and we, well, it still is closed, but we were, we took a year to kind of decide what, what we're going to do. What are we going to do with this, this thing called school and the space that we used to have, and I'm still employed here, and, you know, what, what are we going to do? So, um, the next couple of years for me were actually really tough. I went through what is commonly known, I hate even saying the word, but deconstruction, um, unraveling, or some, uh, some people describe it as the dark night of the soul. And um, all heavy stuff, but it, it, to be honest, it was, a really, it was a very tough space where I was questioning everything. I questioned the, the existence of God. I questioned who, who God was. I questioned everything. Like, I'm employed at this church. Why am I here if I don't necessarily believe this? And do I believe, don't I, what, 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 what? And I, would, I just want to encourage you guys who are going through this, that this is a very normal process. This is not the devil. This is not, this is not, um, you know, God tempting you or some ridiculous thing like that. This is a very normal process in our lives. And we have to embrace it. But... We cannot, I'm going to use the word deconstruct, to unravel to nothing and stay there. God has not, God does not, that is not who we are. God did not design us that way. He tears away the things and the preconcepts and the ideas of him that are not right. To, to the space where we're just our bare bones. And then we have to, re, we have to engage with God and let him build us up again. Does that make sense? Okay. And that, I've seen so many people do this deconstruction thing and it has been more harmful than good to them and their community. And I, I know in the last week there's been some, some new, in, in the Christian music world, there's been guys who have denied God and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to say just give them space and give each other space if we are in the, if we, if we do find each other there. Because it is a normal process, but we get to go alongside them and we get to remind them of who they are and just accommodate their breakdown so they can be built up again. Okay? Christ didn't just die. He didn't just tear the system apart. He rebuilt everything. He didn't just tell us how sinful we are. He died and he rose again, and he's rebuilt everything, and he pulled us up into heaven with him as a man. Jesus is a man, and there is a man sitting in the Trinity right now as you speak. And by man, I'm not being gender, whatever. I'm saying human being, okay? Um, fam, yeah. So... That, that, that is who, this is what Christ has done. We, we, we get in a season and we just get to rediscover who we are, basically. Okay. So, uh, where am I here? My notes.
Are you guys good? Cool. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I love me. Jesus loves me. And Jesus loves you, Luke. <laughs> awesome, guys. I love your encouragement. Thank you. Um, yeah, so they, being here, there have been many, many things I've learned. God has done many things in my life. God has done many things through me. I've seen miracles. I've experienced God in different ways. I've seen people getting fully restored. I've seen a whole lot of stuff. And I touched on this two weeks ago when I preached in the evening that we get to participate in life. And what is life? This. And what is life? Who and what is life held together by? The Trinity. Life is a dance. We get to partner with God in what God is doing, or we get to resist God. We can choose. And I want to encourage us, and what I've learned is just to participate in what God is doing. We can try all of our things, and yes, it's pioneer stuff. Let's go after this. Let's go after that. But let's first stop and listen. God, what are you doing? I'm going to the shops now. I'm going to buy a bag of Cheerios. Wait, God, what are you doing? Don't buy Cheerios. They're full of sugar. But we get to partner with God in what he is doing and what God is doing. And our life is modeled, our lives should be modeled by the basis of all life, and that is in the Trinity. It's this dancing together, this dancing, I serve you, you serve me, you serve me, I serve you. That is all Father, Son, Holy Spirit, just serving each other, dancing with each other, interfacing with one another, participating with one another. You can't dance a dance if you don't participate. Otherwise, it's a little awkward. And we, we get to just participate in what God is doing wherever we find ourselves. So I, today I want to invite you guys I want, to, I want to invite you to ask God, what is he doing here? And how can you participate? Because each one of you guys, like today, today's been my story, in which parts of, some of you guys have been involved in my story, but you guys have your story. And we collectively have a hillside story too. And I want, I want to invite you into the dance of Hillside or to participate in what God is doing here. Because God is doing amazing stuff here. Not to say he's not doing anything else anywhere else. But he is he in this body. God, what are you what are you doing? So I I want to invite you in to 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 get involved. And yes, it can be messy. Life is messy. Dancing is... Have you ever tried dancing? Like, you know, your feet... I don't even know. But it's messy. It's not, it's not necessarily this beautiful thing at first. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we fall. But it's life. God still loves us. We still love you. So how, how, how can... How can you, you, you partner here? How can, we, how can we participate? 
Firstly, connect. If you, first, if you haven't been here and you are wanting to join the family, join the family. Connect with people. Connect with me. Connect with your home group leaders. Connect with the guys at the doors. Connect with the tech crew. Connect with the worship leaders. Connect with the people at the welcome table in the coffee shop. Just connect with someone. Okay. If you have been here for a while and you are disconnected, reconnect. Or if you are very connected, connect with someone else that you don't usually connect with. Okay. Secondly, converse. Let's talk. Let's talk. Tell your story. I, I really want to encourage you. Tell your story. And tell me your story. I'll tell you stories, you tell me stories. Let's tell each other stories. Part of conversation is listening, though, so we don't just get to spew all over everybody. May we listen. Secondly, thirdly, <laughs> dance. So when you, start, when you start hearing what God is doing through other people here, and maybe you don't want to start something yourself, like, oh, oh, that sounds good. Like, something resonates there. How can I help you? How can I help you in your story? Are you guys okay? Good? Cool. So dig in. Do what needs to be done. Someone's got to wash the dishes. Someone's got to go to Kenya. Someone's got to do the car park. Someone's got to create an event and run it. Someone's got to stand up here and lead us in worship. Someone's got to do the words. Someone's got to preach. Someone's got to do the garden. Someone's got to administrate this thing. Let's just get involved because this is our story. This is our church. This is not Roger Town's church. Sorry, guys. This is not my church or Graham's church or your church or your church. It's our church. It's God's church. And we participate and dance together. Okay. So let's dance. Our commitment to you guys as leaders, and I'm sure this would be the same for every other le leader that, or leadership space people find themselves in, is to create a safe space for you to grow and find your dreams and to dance and learn to dance. Okay. You guys good? So before we go... Connect, where were they? Connect, converse, dance. We're going to close. We're going to play some music. You guys are going to go outside, grab some coffee, or stay here. Connect with someone you do not usually connect with. That's my challenge. And let's listen and hear how we can get involved in other people's stories and the story of what God is doing here. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.